0: Kale & Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10.
1: Wednesday morning as we begin hour number two. Nick Dawn and Greg. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in on the conversation. What's on the cut sheets? Coming up 745 this morning. Going to be a loaded cut sheet. Tony Bruno live from the great state of Florida. Coming up at 825. Bruno was actually uh, crabbing yesterday. If you saw him on Twitter. He dropped one of those cages off of his little uh, dock.
0: He got crabs. He's
1: got crabs. Uh-oh. Wow. Yes, yes, the kind you can eat, though. <laughs> 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 he's got, he scooped up a couple of blue crabs out of the cage, and uh, oh, sounds like a delightful life. Yeah, honestly, nice. it does it yeah. really?
0: I just uh,
1: God, I know.
0: I just have to wake up at four in the morning.
2: No, no, but he probably still wakes up at four in the morning. Uh, but yeah. on Wednesday, for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's in the YouTube chat and he's prepping at five thirty. <laughs> For a 25-minute hit. So uh, Bruno will join us coming up 825 this morning. Uh, also a great prize for our morning mystery movie clip. And we got a lot of good things to get to. I've got some new polling data for Trump and Biden. Also, polls showing that independent candidates are pulling more of the young people away from Joe than they are Trump. Also tonight, the fourth Republican primary debate. And we got to get to this story in Montgomery County with mail-in ballots at really the the uh, most grassroots of levels. Uh, we'll get to that before the cut sheet as well. But let's get to the news. Round number two at 702, the great Dawn Stensland
2: And good morning this Wednesday, December 6th, 39 degrees, and we are in for a chilly day. If you're headed out, just grab a little bit of a heavier coat. You need your winter coat this morning and tomorrow morning, but I'll tell you when the warm-up will Be happening this week. We are sponsored this morning in Kalen Company News Live by Piazza Auto Group. So let's talk about it. We have some warnings about auto thefts, some arrests. We also have the Center City Macy's store expected to reopen today. This after the stabbing, the murder that happened, and the headline that was Murder at Macy's making national headlines. The mother of that murdered security guard who was fatally stabbed at the Macy's store in Center City, Philadelphia, during the height of holiday shopping with Hanukkah beginning sundown tomorrow, Christmas in about three weeks. And mom, um, Dawn Fubs speaking out, talking about her 27-year-old son, Eric Harrison, stabbed to death. While working Monday morning, and by the way, he had just finished his overnight shift at the post office. A very hard worker, known for his sense of humor. He was beloved there, had worked there for multiple years. And as well, thanks to the young man, his friend at the Macy's store, who stepped in. The 23-year-old co-worker who was also stabbed, who was trying to save Eric and that that is going uh, viral as well his name's Christian Mitchell he's still recovering in the hospital from stab wounds in his face and his arm meantime we're learning more about that suspect identified as 30-year-old Tyrell Tunnell, who i know there was a big news conference yesterday afternoon he's now facing murder charges but many in the city and this has gone viral and sergeant Mark Fuzetti and others have put out his very long list of past crimes And and throughout the the area, not just Philadelphia, Montgomery County, Bucks County, Mm -hmm. Delaware County, a lot of people saying if this guy had such a rap sheet, why in the world was he out and about?
1: Yeah. You know, you mentioned Larry Krasner in the first round of the news and how he's been speaking up about it. It's like, dude, I don't even want to hear from you anymore. Just enforce the freaking law. How about that? None of your none of your little political messages and your posturing means a, a, a damn thing. Just just do your job. But we know you're on your way out anyway.
2: Yeah, and and Krasner, speaking of, he had uh, asked Philadelphia City Council to fund that newly formed task force to focus solely on retail theft. Mm -hmm. So he wanted more money to focus on these kinds of things. And meantime, Sherelle Parker, the mayor-elect, she held a meeting yesterday announcing her so-called kitchen cabinet. So she's trying to deal with issues and get ahead of that before she's sworn in in January. We had Penn President Liz McGill... She was grilled by the congressional committee there yesterday over the university's response to anti-Semitism or lack thereof. Other Ivy League presidents as well were, uh, you know, at the hearing testifying. And we also heard some of our own students here in Philadelphia who go to school at UPenn telling their personal stories with great passion and we also had um, jury deliberations. They continue in the trial of former Philadelphia labor leader John Doherty. No verdict yet. We're on verdict watch, though, so we're watching that very carefully. I'll tell you, there this uh, string of thefts in Delaware County have been linked to the same repeat offenders. We know in Delco, police are warning of the trend involving these car thefts and underage people, but the Yadenboro Police Department, they had announced an arrest, and um, they were given a detailed description of some of the individuals, 14-year-old kids that they took into custody, 14-year-olds. And so they're putting out the warning that these are teens, these are underage kids going car to car you know and and committing these whether they're stealing cars or getting into your car and stealing your stuff Mm -hmm. so the warning is don't leave your stuff in your car
1: yeah and you know what (laughs) arrest them throw them in juvenile detention scare the hell out of them and uh let's be tough on them now so they don't end up being career criminals yeah amen just my two cents
2: amen to that so much going on today we had talked about and maybe we'll talk about this moving forward But remember we had talked about the lawsuit, the tragedy involving a student here, a college student. Her parents had sued after she drank that Panera highly caffeinated lemonade. Now there's a report of a second death. David Brown had high blood pressure and didn't usually drink energy drinks and drank the lemonade. There's another lawsuit involving Panera Bread and that spiked
1: lemonade with lots of caffeine you mentioned high blood pressure and caffeine and you know obviously i'm still here so i didn't die but i, t- I forgot to tell you you know how you told me start getting your annual physical Nick, yes. You're 40 years old <laughs> when i went to the initial uh you know the general practitioner for your basic physical my, my blood pressure and my heart rate was like sky high and they were like sir uh, you're, i'm like oh i did have a red bull about 25 minutes ago oh my goodness i might be the biggest idiot on the planet who goes to a physical to get, like, their vitals checked and drinks a Red Bull on the way there?
2: Well, because you get up in the well, wee hours of the
1: morning. So well, you... yeah. This was post-nap, too. So, But, yeah. I was like, yeah, you're right, Doc. I had a Red Bull. That explains and He just looks at me, shakes his head. He goes, <laughs> you people. <laughs> you people.
2: <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, me? You hard-working morning people. Damn morning people. <laughs> We have so much to talk about today, but we want to thank our sponsor, Piazza Auto Group. Get complimentary two-year maintenance with the purchase of any new 2023 Acura, like the Integra, the TLX, or the MDX. Visit Piazza Acura in Ardmore, Reading, Westchester. You can always shop online, piazzaacura.com. As we think about... By the way, the Sixers tonight, with the uh, facing the Wizards, 7 p.m., we might see Kelly Oubre return to
1: action. Oh, that's right.
2: Is that is a home that a-
1: game? So will he be taking his bike home or walking the back Stop. alleys? Stop. Or is he riding his bike from the nation's capital?
0: <laughs>
1: Boy, I, th- I think I said this yesterday. That story just disappeared. It did. <laughs> no follow-ups. None. No more questions. Yep.
0: What a mystery. Mm. By the way, can I just say something where this uh where this Macy's uh stabbing happened uh, yes. the other day. Isn't that where they want to put the Sixers uh, uh, new stadium? Is that So is that is that close to Chinatown? Yeah, yeah
1: it's right there. Okay. Yeah. I've never well, frequented that store.
2: Not cuz the Macy's is by
0: the isn't it, it? Yeah, it's like 15th and Market. I mean, what's Okay, uh, so what's Chinatown? It Yeah, it's
2: a few blocks. Yeah. How big do you think that, that stadium's going to be huge. It's going to take right. up a lot. Well, right. it'll probably congest that area, but it's not Right there. All I'm saying is, is that
0: you know, look, think twice about this stuff, guys. Yeah. Come on.
1: Wait, I mean, are we are we arguing that the, the sports complex in South Philadelphia is the better option? I think it is. To yeah. be honest with you, I think it is. I hate that whole area. Just an eyesore. Wow. Yeah, I yeah. hate. I, it's, it's just it's just a concrete eyesore. Like I love the I love how some of these stadiums have like charm and they're in a city or like Lambeau Field and Green Bay is like in somebody's neighborhood. Like Packer Stadium yeah. is like literally in a neighborhood.
0: Green Bay, Wisconsin. It was it was uh, snowing on Sunday night. Yeah. I know.
1: Well why don't they <sighs> build, build
2: up the area sunny. then differently?
1: I don't know. Why don't they do that? I know. I know when I was doing sports down for uh, Odyssey in Atlanta, the the new Braves Stadium is out in um, uh, kind of like the Marietta area, which is outside of the city, and it's it's a very it's a very unique setup. It's very cool. I hate having everything just kind of bunched together in a big parking lot. Not my thing, but
2: but it's easier to park there and tailgate.
1: Yeah, and it's you're
2: uh, not all crowded in,
1: and it's awful trying to get out of there then. <laughs> hmm.
2: Well, let's get to the forecast real quick here. It's it's chilly today. It's 39 right now. Only actually they've they've lowered it 44 degrees for the high today and breezy. Much of the same tomorrow, maybe a couple degrees warmer tomorrow. So today and tomorrow, okay, we're in the work week, school, you know, just wear your coat. It's winter, it's December. But then there is a change coming actually for the first full day of Hanukkah, which begins sundown Thursday night, but Friday when you look, we're now coming in the 50s. And we begin this warm up, and it's a strange. It's thanks to an Alberta Clipper from Canada. Sounds like
1: a double like A baseball team.
2: <laughs> the Alberta Clippers, yeah, the Rome yeah. <laughs> Phillies and the Alberta
1: Clippers. We got a four pack coming up at nine twenty.
2: You crack me up, mm. but we're looking at. I mean, it's it's not going to be. It's going to be actually quite nice. So Friday, fifty four degrees, as we look at your Friday. Then Saturday, fifty five degrees. So Friday and Saturday, basically mid 50s with a lot of sunshine and then Sunday, 63 degrees. However, the winds could be damaging. We're looking at up to 50 mile an hour winds for Sunday and storms moving through, but 63 degrees. So that changing weather, I mean, we will see a ton of rain moving through on Sunday. But like I say, we could see some damaging storms, 50 mile an hour winds. So uh, what do they say, you know? Tighten up the hatches, batten mm-hmm. down the hatches, whatever. Yep. Killing Company, News Live.
1: Thank you, Dawn. <laughs> 712 here on this Wednesday morning. Okay, so the latest polling numbers is very interesting. And then also what independents could be on the verge of doing. But I want to give you these six battleground states as Trump has now increased his lead in each and every one of those. I will start with the biggest lead and then work our way down. Both in Florida and Georgia, Trump now with a double-digit lead over Joe Biden, and this does include RFK Jr. factored in. So Trump leads Biden by 10 points in Georgia, 45% to 35%, 7% for RFK. Same thing in Florida, 10-point lead, 44% to 34%, RFK at 9%. In North Carolina, Trump leads Biden by 9%. In Pennsylvania and Arizona, Donald Trump has a 7-point lead over Joe Biden. RFK sitting right around 7% in Pennsylvania, 10% in Arizona. And then even in Michigan, Trump now with a 1-point lead over Joe Biden. And I would think if you look at those six states, Michigan, the bluest of the six, governor being a Democrat in Gretchen Whitmer. Uh and that gets us to maybe uh, something that we need to ponder here for a moment as polls are showing that independent candidates are pulling more young people away from Joe than they are Trump. A recent Harvard University poll shows that independent candidates are pulling more young people away from Democrats than Republicans for 2024. Um, they go on to say that the survey found President Biden has quote a solid lead against former President Donald Trump in a hypothetical 2024, but that independent candidates pose a more significant threat to Joe Biden. The Harvard can uh, the Harvard Kennedy School Institute of Politics released this poll yesterday, finding that while a majority of young people are in the president's camp, they're more open to independent candidates. In a choice between Joe and Trump for 2024, uh, voters aged 18 to 29 favor Biden 41 percent to 30 percent. However, 69 percent of young voters who favor Biden indicated they are more uh, they are voting more in opposition to Donald Trump becoming president than quote support for President Biden and his policies. So, I mean, when we look at this and when we hear this, perhaps we've been wrong. I mean, and then you throw in the RFKs and the Cornell Wests of the world, and we've kind of had this conversation back and forth of who does RFK pull from, who does Cornell West pull from, and I think we were at the the conclusion that Cornell West pulls from Joe, and that RFK would pull a little bit from Joe, but also mm-hmm. Trump, mm-hmm. and yet it seems to be they're pulling away from from Joe here, which is maybe a significant development if it's, you believe the harvard poll
0: it's all it it's all the age thing every you know gen z person that i talk to they all say the same thing it's just like both trump and biden they're like they're too old we need we need somebody yeah. that is younger in that office
1: to which i would ask a gen zer what do you what do you what what's appealing to you about rfk because
0: who's, I, I who's feel, also like 70 isn't it
1: i that's what i'm saying he's not a spring chicken either yeah you know yeah, but he he's really
2: fit and he I just think as an independent and some of what he talks about, he appeals to the younger, you know, a younger audience.
1: he will be 70 in January. Just R-K, Will? Yes. Okay. He, I'm sorry yeah, Dawn, go he ahead. Se-
2: No, he seems like a young, I don't know, he oh, just yeah, seems he's, like he's a young.
1: Yeah, remember he was doing the bench press yeah. with the shirt off when Vivek was throwing the football. No, Vivek was playing tennis. Mm-hmm. RFK was doing bench presses and push-ups. Remember, every politician was doing sports yeah. for a
2: while. I don't know. I just feel like also, if if I were advising like the Trump team, I would say, I think that Trump's youngest son, I believe, will be 18 by the next election. So you have a whole brand new group of people turning 18 for the upcoming election. Mm-hmm. Focus, focus on those new voters. Reagan did that and Reagan somehow and he was he was not young when he ran the first time he's not a young guy but he appealed to so many
1: different groups of people, you, you including just, those younger voters. You just hit on something interesting. You said his youngest son will be 18. That would be Barron, correct?
2: Yeah, Barron and Melania's, but, Melania's only child.
1: We've talked about uh, Kamala's daughter raising funds for Gaza. Kamala's his, s- stepdaughter. Or stepdaughter, correct. Yeah, Doug's uh, a real daughter. You know, this is, uh, I think, a time where if you if you're a Republican, if you're Trump, and if you want to get that younger vote, I mean, you need to start having, you know, Barron out there doing TikToks and Instagrams and, you know, trying to get... I mean, we've seen the data. High school boys are trending more conservative than you don't, ever.
0: You don't want your 18-year-old son out there doing this right. crap.
2: I'm not saying... I am Yeah, I'm not saying Barron putting him... I don't think Melania would have it right you, now. Probably not. Either, because I... You know what I mean? As a parent, you don't want your kid... Well, it depends on the kid, yeah. but I'm just saying he could use that as a dad of a teenager to kind of you know, appeal to that age group. And as well, he's a granddad. And right. he has, you know, I think Ivanka and Jared's kids are now yeah. your daughter's ages. So I, I'm saying that I, I believe that he needs to is appeal.
0: Trump, is Trump going to go out there and talk about how he, he threw the ball around with Barron? <laughs> is that... Is, Is that, that how he's going to peel? Yeah. Yard. He bounced them on his knee.
1: Come on. He's got a good fastball. <laughs> By the way, Trump had a kid at 59 years old. There ain't no chance in hell Nick Kale's having a kid at 59 years old. I'm never say Kale. never. He had as
0: much hand in raising Barron as Nick had in raising your kids, Dawn. I <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, i think he's well at least okay. with the first three kids he had
0: nothing to do with them either i think
2: he's a very hands-on well oh, please i think he's Come a on. very hands-on dad they okay. they've been part of his they were part of his business you ask him right now how many kids
0: he has and i'm he's going to struggle to tell you
2: i disagree okay. with that but the okay. fact you're saying that <laughs> no i think he's a really hands-on oh dad. yeah
0: yeah yeah i'm sure he is the weirdest conversation Trump,
1: so
2: Trump his, if, Greg his kids have been part of his business since they were I mean upper teens I know what you're saying yeah because they like- want to be him
0: <laughs> like they, they all want to well, well at least Don Jr. and Arab
2: well, you know, honestly, well, they're my, not out doing crack, you know, in, in China.
1: Okay, if, if I was, if my dad was Trump, I would probably want to jump in on that family empire as well. It's a lot easier when you're, you're you you got that built in.
0: You can say a lot of things about Trump, but 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 him being a hands-on dad
1: is not one of them. Well, well That's all okay, I'm saying. time dad of the year. We got to get a <laughs> list on.
2: What I mean by that, I think I disagree with that. As far, but I think you know, obviously, very wealthy, and and the 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 baby mamas, the children's moms, great hands-on moms. But I think that once his kids became teenagers, they've talked about it. They've done extensive interviews on it. They all were part of his business when they were starting, when they were teenagers. They've been a part of, especially the oldest three. They've been, he was very hands-on. Oh, yeah. I'm getting the hate on YouTube now. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, no. I said something against it. Thank you.
3: Everybody, no.
2: Thank you. Oh, How God. does that sound? <laughs> no I mean it though he's you can go back and look at interviews of them it's pretty it's pretty interesting how he was um, yeah he got them involved in the family business
4: mm-hmm.
2: because people I mean maybe you forget but that's he. he's a guy who was a Big businessman. He built things. He built buildings. If he wants to hire a ton of people. If he wants to hire
1: me to run one of his high end golf courses, I'm for sale. 855 839 1210, the phone number. Tonight, the fourth Republican primary debate. Does anybody actually know what channel News Nation is? (laughs) We will try to figure that out and make sense of what Megyn Kelly will moderate tonight from uh, the home of your future national champions in college football, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh oh. Yeah. Republican Primary Conversation coming up next here on Kale & Company. Talk Radio 1210,
2: WPHD. You know, I was talking to Ken last night. He's actually going to uh, call in today and be on my show today about Ken from conser- the Ken from Conservative Tours. And he said, Dawn, are, are Michael and David going to southern Italy? Are they going on the trip for, for sure? I need their information because we only have a few spots left. Actually, we're we're selling out on this, and uh, we're we're trying to tie every tie up all the loose ends. So he said, "You got to email me all their information and passport and this and that." And I said, "Oh my goodness, yeah, Michael and David. We don't want to leave them out." So, this is we're getting down to the wire as far as and I I just want to thank so many of you because I can't wait for this. I got butterflies in my stomach when I was talking to Ken about this amazing trip. Thanks to Canada Conservative Tours, Southern Italy. And I, I just hope there are only a few spots left, but I hope you join, join us, join me next spring. Oh my goodness. Isle of Capri, Amalfi Coast, Positano, Sorrento, the Abbey of Monte Cassino, Pompeii, Rome, 12 incredible days of touring, olive oil production, a mozzarella farm, wineries, and the tasting sessions. The group dining events that conservative tours puts on, they are iconic. They're legendary. Seriously, ask my friend Dom. His wife, Ro Giordano, 5267. And this includes, this is incredible, 5267. This includes nonstop airfare. And the toll free number, if you want to call, 888 733 9494, conservative tours.com. And Italy's best kept secret, Puglia. Why so many Italians? Why did they take their vacations in Puglia? We're going to find out together. Just unspoiled, authentically Italian. So I, I hope that there are enough spots if you call in. Now, I, I would not put this off. Um, it looks like we're going to be sold out You know, by noon today. So i got to get Michael and David's names in there as well. Conservativetourist.com. Tell them
1: Dawn sent you.
5: It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio
0: 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app.
1: Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Tony Bruno, one hour from now. What's on the cut sheet in under 20 minutes? It's going to be a great one. We'll also preview the Republican primary debate tonight. Mail-in ballot issues in Montgomery County. That's on the way. And also, the 14th Amendment could very well be dead, buried, and gone. At least in... Portland, Oregon, eight eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. Can I say one thing? Because I'm getting a lot of hate. Uh, I, I, I can see usual. it.
0: Yeah. Constitutional Tony says Greg Stocker making claims about Donald Trump being a bad dad without any facts to back it up is utterly ridiculous. First of all, let me just say this: I didn't say he was a bad dad. I said he was an old school dad. I just said he wasn't there raising his kids. Like, most people from that, gen- most men from that generation did. The old well, he wasn't worked.
2: breastfeeding like a lot of, you know, modern day dads who think they can breastfeed, okay? So, no, he wasn't breastfeeding. Here we go. But he's an incredible great dad. That's what I was saying. Hands-on, taught his kids <laughs> right there how to how to be involved in his business. His kid, look at his kids compared to, uh, you know. The other one, right now, with the with the crack problem and this and that, Agreed. and the, all the hookers and the Agreed. naked Agreed. ladies, and oh my First goodness,
0: of all, I, I never said Joe Biden was a hands on dad either. <laughs> Mm. Well, he might I'm be just, hands on, but I'm no. just saying that these. I'm just saying that it, it's it's like a, it's like my grandparents. You know what I mean? Like they they were there, yeah, but they believed that that their job was to make money and to you know provide for their family. That's how they took care of their family. That's all I'm saying.
1: I just want to see both of you guys argue. I'll just I just sit back and
0: watch. I just said he didn't have a hand in in in, in, a huge hand in raising them. That's no. all I'm saying.
2: He might. I, okay, uh, to clarify, he, seriously, he, he, when they were little babies, did he change all the diapers? Perhaps he's, he's not. He's admitted he's, he's never changed his diaper. He has said that. So, and my husband, too, by the way.
1: Painful exercise, but, by
2: the way. just because man. you didn't change a diaper yeah. okay. does not mean you're not a hands-on dad.
1: Yeah. Okay. Nothing Got worse it. than using that butt, okay. that, that butt paste. Yeah, you pull it out with a big glob and you wipe it on your kid's cheeks. Oh, I used to hate that. Burt's Bert, Bees is the best. Burt's Bees is good. They make good chapstick, too, by the way. Yep. Yeah. The
2: Burt's Bees diaper rash, yeah. I still buy it because... Or lair Bear. He gets those chapped thighs when we go to the shore under the swimsuit,
1: that yeah. whole thing. I, I, first I, first had, first. I, had, I had a bit of a chapped ass riding that bike through Atlantic <laughs> City, to be honest. Now we're talking about <laughs> chapped things. I should have bought you the bird feet, bird you That feet. Seriously, that would have helped. I told you to Vaseline up. I, I warned you. You did. You did. You know, sometimes I just prefer to go... Uh, you want to pound it? Okay. No. No. And then Cooking you like a dry rug. <laughs> Right but I,
2: Was that constitute? Why did you say Constitutional Tony said disappointed in you, Dawn.
1: No, no, he, me. He wanted, oh, and he me. He wanted to tag you just so you could see Okay, yeah.
2: Okay. Okay, because I was like... Look, I'm, I'm glad. Greg doesn't know. He
1: doesn't... Arrow toward Greg.
2: No, Greg hasn't watched all the interviews and seen all the interviews with the Trump kids. That's right. He hasn't seen all that. <laughs> Greg didn't know.
0: I did not know. He did not. I did not know.
2: <laughs> he didn't know, but it, back when the media loved and adored... Trump and yeah. when, like, Mika and Joe were sucking up to him and staying for free at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah.
0: He wasn't a hands-on dad then either.
2: <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he was. I'm telling you. And by the way, that's why his kids credit him that by the, they don't drink, they don't smoke, they're very, they're all extremely healthy. Yeah. Why? Uncle that's M- their father.
0: Uncle Magoo has, has my thoughts exactly, involved, not hands-on. There we go. How about that? Yeah. How about hands-on that?
1: when they're a baby. Uncle okay. Magoo. I like Uncle Magoo. I need. A, I think we should all have an Uncle Magoo in our lives. All right, you two fight amongst yourselves. Let me take Ed and Del ran real quickly. Ed, you got like thirty two seconds. Ed, you go right ahead, sir. Hey, I'll just say this: Joe Bite Me
5: could never sit down with Sean Hannity and do a town hall like Trump can. That's number one. And here's another one: if bite me says hey i'm only running because trump is running is that an endorsement of desantis and Nikki haley and all the other republican candidates is like that's what it seems like to me hey i'll endorse the other ones i don't even need to run if it wasn't just for trump
1: interesting point uh, and you talk about joe running i don't know that joe could run i don't think joe could hold a town hall right now at a walmart parking lot that's true so. <laughs>
0: it's absolutely true. Can you can couldn't imagine? be the
1: Walmart greeter. No. That's the sad truth. All right. Let's uh like, quick break so we can get back on track. Schedule-wise, cut sheets coming up at 745, and I promise you we will get into the Republican primary debate that I think uh 13, uh, maybe, let's call it 14 people will probably watch in this country tonight. On News Nation, can you find News Nation? I'm just going to guess like, Channel 133. I have no idea if I'm right. We'll find out. I'll check a look at the uh, the TV guide during the break, and we're back after this on Kaelin Company.
6: This is the Kale and Company
0: podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the Free Odyssey app.
1: I just had to go in the studio and break it up between Dawn and Greg. Dawn had <laughs> Greg in the figure four lock, leg lock. <laughs> I put out an all call. I, I want
2: Don Junior or Eric or Ivanka or or Laura at what. <laughs> They've all been on, uh, you know. Obviously, they've called him before, but uh, Laura's
0: not his daughter; it's his daughter-in-law.
2: She's a daughter-in-law, but I said he's a great dad and granddad, and <laughs> so I think she could call in. Recently, she tweeted out adorable oh. video of they had Granddad Day uh. at one of her kids' school, and so it was really, really cute. So, like her mom and then and then Trump, they showed up for Grant. Can you imagine? Like for your little kindergarten mm-hmm. class, and yeah. it was. It was stinking adorable.
1: Uh, tonight, I don't know that I would characterize it as adorable. I would say probably <laughs> unnecessary, difficult to find, and very combative. But we will have the fourth GOP primary debate at eight o'clock on News Nation. Megan Kelly, one of the moderators, I believe two of the three are conservative. So very interesting because News Nation tries to portray themselves as a centrist network, um, and you are going to have the following individuals on the debate stage: Ron. Ron Desantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, and Chris Christie, um, and you know it's interesting. We've been talking about who's going to drop out when. Um, you know, Ron DeSantis is all all giddy about Iowa. When I, when I'm looking at, just forget polling numbers for a moment, but when you just see the way certain people have kind of interacted on the debate stage, you would think that Vivek is polling better than he is with all the media attention and run he gets. He's been very combative with Nikki Haley. But I would argue right now that after tonight... Vivek and Chris Christie should probably both check out. I think Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley could kind of survive in advance, but we all know it's, it's Trump's party, it's Trump's race. He will be the nominee, and Trump will obviously uh, be absent again tonight. But that being said, I don't see any of these individuals right now waving the white flag anytime soon. DeSantis is the number two guy, distant second to Trump, uh, Vivek is very, I mean, I would say Vivek is very type A. I don't see him throwing you in think? the towel. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like Nikki is, has really made some inroads with uh, certain people in certain polls. And Chris Christie claims to be the opposite of pretty much these three. If you're talking about a rhino, if you're talking about a moderate, uh, if Chris Christie is going out there and advertising saying America really wants somebody out there that is not super partisan and hyper partisan, I'm that guy. So honestly, who who really is going to be the first of the four left standing, not named Trump, that are going to be participating tonight to drop out? And ultimately, what are you looking to see? Because according to my Twitter, nobody really seems to give a rip about it tonight. I'm going to do the big take on it. We'll talk about it. So much like the last couple of debates, a lot of people probably won't watch. They'll tune in to us tomorrow and hear our takeaways and try to get filled in and clued in on what happened. But I asked this question on Twitter with a poll. I said the fourth GOP primary debate is tonight at 8 o'clock from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and it'll air on News Nation. Do you know what channel News Nation actually is? Yes, no, or not watching regardless. Fifty-seven percent say no; they don't know what channel it is. Forty percent say they're not watching regardless, and three percent say yes. So, I think this is going to be a real doozy tonight. I, I I think this could be an epic stinker if you think about it from a from a rating standpoint.
0: I'm I'm interested to see what Megan how Megan Kelly does as a moderator because I think she'll do a
1: I think she'll do a good job Do you think she's going to get too, too involved? Do you think she's going to be too combative as the referee? Because she's by far, um, and I think I have the other two names here. Elizabeth, no, I,
2: Elizabeth Vargas, who I worked with at CBS, and then uh-huh. she went to
1: ABC for many years. Okay. And she's they, a big liberal. Okay, She is. So who's the other conservative? Because I know there's two of the three are supposedly conservative. Megan Kelly being one. I'm not sure who the third moderator is then. Um, there's three of them tonight. I
2: would say Vargas has the most to prove because she is relatively new at News, News Nation. Okay. So she's trying to, I think, carve out a name for herself. Right. She was, she. I think they didn't renew her contract. Whatever happened at ABC, she was at ABC, fought alcoholism. She's been through it, blah, blah, blah. So okay. she is the most to prove. So I'll be interested. Megyn Kelly is, of course, known for her zingers. Remember, she started out the one yeah. the one uh, debate asking Trump about Rosie and women are pigs.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So
1: she's pretty edgy. Yeah, she she's is.
0: she's gonna be good as a moderator, I think. Yes, it's but gonna be worth it, watching.
1: Do we want? Do we want her being the because she's a combative person? I need
0: it to be interesting. So if she's gonna throw bombs at them, fine. Okay, you know what I mean. Like my first question is, why the hell are you four in this? <laughs> what do you like? What do you guys have to prove? <laughs> exactly, like what yeah. is happening? What
1: here? is your motive and agenda the rest of the way here? If you don't
0: get a certain. Uh, hit a certain threshold in Iowa or New Hampshire or whatever will you drop out
1: right so i think it'll be interesting and uh, if you I, again i tried looking during the break i can't find what channel news nation is on any provider so just uh, best by, of luck if you have it
0: by the way don can you please edit your tweet i love that you tweet right after the show uh, or during all the right. show can you please edit your tweet i never said he was a bad dad i said I didn't he say was not you a said he's yes, a bad yes dad. you did you oh, said did a good, yes oh, yes like, all right yes i i said he wasn't hands on that's
2: all i said
1: yeah, are we still doing the dad thing here? Sorry. <laughs> Let see.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. law. Yeah. I know. I like that we can edit these things. I do like that we can go back yeah, and edit time our stuff.
1: There's a time limit on when you can edit it. Then I think eventually it goes into... Yeah.
2: Here's what I said. Donald Trump is a great dad. That's what I just said live. PhD. Trump is famous for being a hands-on loving father. I didn't say that you said he's a bad dad. Yes, you did. Where? Where? Here it is right here. I'm like Megan Kelly. <laughs> I've, I'm just, seriously, I feel like uh, Rhonda Xantis talking to Newsome right now with the hair. No, I said, Donald Trump is a great dad. That's what and I just you, said live. Trump is famous for, for being a hands-on loving father. And then I wrote... And then you tagged
0: 97 people and I, said... The Trump
2: kids. And I said, please call in 855 839 And said he's a great dad. <laughs> he's a great dad. Okay. I never said, Greg said okay. he's a bad dad. I never did. Get up. <laughs> You're my witness. Uh,
1: cut sheet can't come fast. <laughs> <laughs> so So
2: But it is... Uh, the News Nation thing is... Uh, it is on the CW. I think locally we'll get it on CW. Oh,
1: man. I hope they're, so they're really going to preempt 7th Heaven. I can't believe they would do that for this debacle. <laughs> I mean, and this is a network, too, by the way, that employs but... Dan Abrams, Chris Cuomo, uh, Leland v- Vitter, or Vitter uh, who used to be on Fox, and Ashley Banfield. I'm looking at some of their numbers... This is going to be the high, this will be a stinker from a rating standpoint compared to the past primary debates. Mm-hmm. But News Nation in the eight o'clock window only averages 99,000 viewers. They're going to do, I mean, they're going to do well over a million tonight for this debate. It's not saying much, but for them, they're going to be like, they're going to see like a tenfold increase in ratings for one night, and then they're just going to go back to their obscurity that they are. I mean, you, you tried to, and this is a network, it's only like three and a half years old as well. They, they, they launched, I think, during the pandemic mm-hmm. of all times, Yeah, which is an interesting um, uh, business model and blueprint, and yes, then they're going to build it around Cuomo. I just
2: hope, so it's 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 a it's a interesting group to me. Elizabeth Vargas, formerly of ABC. Ileana Johnson of the conservative site, Washington Free Beacon, is how they build this. And the headliner, Megyn Kelly. Mm-hmm. So three women.
1: Yeah. And their headliner is somebody that does a, a satellite radio show that doesn't even work for their own network, which is interesting. So there you go.
2: It'll be, you know, my only concern in something like this is that you have people who want to shine and prove themselves Mm -hmm. you have news nation that wants to get out there and it's really not about the three women moderating. Yeah. It's not about News Nation. Mm-hmm. It's about the candidates. So right. I hope they keep it to
1: that. Some good producing here by Dorenzo. He says News Nation. Uh, if you want to watch it, listen up because he's got the breakdown. Uh-oh. News Nation. Uh, if you have direct TV, it's channel 307. Okay. If you have Verizon, it's either channel 68 or 568. I'm guessing, uh, standard or high definition differential there. Uh, and then Xfinity, uh, channel 191. So also on Hulu and YouTube TV. There you go. All right, eight five five-eight three nine twelve ten. Bruno's coming up at eight twenty-five, and right now we get to a Wednesday edition of What's on the Cut Sheet. What's
4: on the Cut Sheet?
0: What's on the Cut Sheet on this Wednesday I'm brought to you by our good friends at Cherry Hill Volvo. Now is a great time because you uh, Now is a great time to go to Cherry Hill Volvo because they need to clear the lot. They're undergoing a state-of-the-art renovation and need to make room for con- uh, construction vehicles. Take advantage of incredible sales and lease options. Cherry Hill Volvo. Check them out over 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo where relationships matter. Um, I want to start with uh, UPenn President Elizabeth McGill, who was on Capitol Hill yesterday testifying. She's the uh, president of the University of Pennsylvania UPenn here in Philadelphia. She was under uh, pressure during a House anti-Semitism hearing on Tuesday as Representative Jim Banks from Indiana noted that a Penn professor who called for intifada against Israel kept his job at the prestigious institution and other anti-Semitic speakers have been allowed to have events on campus. It's got pretty heated. Um, I'm going to start with cut one here, guys. Go. Go.
4: Ms. McGill, just weeks before the October 7 terror attacks against Israel, Penn hosted a Palestine Rights Literature Festival. The event featured Mark Lamont Hill, who was fired by CNN for calling for the destruction of Israel. It also hosted and and, uh, included a member of the Palestinian Youth Movement, which has collaborated with anti-Israel terrorists and... Maybe most notably, Roger Waters, the really wacky former Pink Floyd vocalist. The same Roger Waters, by the way, who's publicly used anti-Jewish slurs, desecrated the memory of Anne Frank, and has dressed up as a Nazi and floated a pig balloon with the Star of David at, most, at many of his concerts. Why in the world would you host someone like that on your college campus to speak at the so-called Palestinian Rights Literature Festival,
3: I appreciate the opportunity to discuss this. Uh, Anti-Semitism has no place at Penn. Why
4: would you invite? Why would you inv- invite? Why did you invite Roger Waters? Don't give us the lawyer script. What did you think you would get out <laughs> of him?
3: Anti-Semitism has no place okay, at she's Penn. She's reading from a script. And our free speech po- policies are guided by the United States Constitution.
4: Why did you invite Roger Waters? And Anti-Semitism does not
3: have a place at Penn.
4: And you condemn what Roger Waters stands for.
3: Congressman, prior to the event, I issued a statement calling out the anti-Semitism of some of the speakers at that
4: conference. Specifically Roger Waters. Yes or no? Roger Waters some is po- among po- them. So okay. you, s- you specifically called out a guy who floated pig balloons with the Star of David at his concerts. I called out I the. Ant- I haven't seen the condemnation. I'm going to go look for it after this hearing, and I, I hope I, I hope I can find that well recorded cond- condemnation from you.
3: I did call out the anti-Semitism of some of the speakers at a conference that had more than a hundred people.
4: In the aftermath and- of the Palestinian Rights Festival, you and your board chairman wrote a memo outlining Penn's free speech policies. You said, "Quote: Penn does not regulate." The content of speech or symbolic behavior you wrote, including speech, quote, incompatible with the school's values. You went on to say that Penn does not have a policy against hate speech because, quote, defining and policing robust debate, even with respect to the most disturbing issues is unwise. That, that's what you wrote. But in 2013, Penn canceled now Prime Minister Modi's scheduled keynote address at a Wharton-hosted economic forum in the face of opposition from Indian-American professors. And for the past year, your administration has sought to punish Amy Wax, a tenured law professor, for her stance on DEI and identity issues. And then you canceled an event with former ICE director Tom Holman due to disruptive student protest simply because he worked for former president Donald Trump. Ms. McGill, the fact is that Penn regulates speech that it doesn't like.
1: Mm.
4: Amen. Boom. Checkmate.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, 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 here's what's so frustrating about this. A nice workout of Mr. Banks. I would have said to that lady right there, McGill, I would have said, uh, Ms. McGill, do you allow people to walk on your campus and root and cheer and protest and advocate for the genocide of African Americans? She would say no. Do you allow that for Mexicans? No. How about Asians? No. So then why is it not condemned for the Jewish community? And I would, put her, I would frame it that way, to make her squirm and sweat in her chair. Think about this for a second as well. Riley Gaines faces, faces more pushback and blowback from these universities over fighting for women's rights than these nutjobs do yeah. calling for the antifada of Jews.
0: That is what's so—I mean, you can say, look, I don't want—you know, I'm of the belief that I don't want anybody's—I don't want anybody's speech banned on college campuses. Let it all there. People can go or not go. But you can't pick and choose who you're going to have. To your point, Mm -hmm. they're going to ban Riley Gaines. They're going to ban this person, that person. They're going to ban Trump, uh, Trump, you know, Trump officials. Yeah,
1: but they have these 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 kooks. It's un. Unri- and if there's one university that actually squashes free speech more than Harvard, it's the University of Penn. Honestly, you ha- and I'm not even embellishing and playing radio here. Like you have a better chance of walking on the University of Pennsylvania's campus and calling for the genocide of Jews and letting that be permitted than just saying, "Hey, I'm a conservative." They, they, they view conservatives to be a bigger issue than people that are legitimately calling for the death of the Jews. Yep. I, 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 can't even, I can't even wrap my head around the hypocrisy and how anybody, and they're all, whether it's UPenn or Harvard or Dartmouth or any of these other woke institutions in the Ivy League, they're all coming with their scripted answers that the lawyers yep. have drawn up for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The only
2: thing I'll say about my kids were watching the the pianist that back in the the day the movie about the war drama based on a a true story it was Roman Polanski produced that one Adrian Brody starred as the pianist Warsaw Poland Nazi Germany and so on and what I was thinking about as I was walking back and forth and I saw this clip where you know my kids were saying why did they allow it why did the Jewish people and the community just why did they go along with it? Yep. They outnumbered them. Initially, half of people in war, in, in uh, Pol- Poland there, and they were creating these ghettos. And the answer is because nobody imagined that they would do what they did. So they sort of tolerated it, thinking, okay, they're putting us here, and we're going into this area, they're moving us. And, and so it was amid all this confusion, But and, and then eventually they did create a resistance, but... By then it was too late. There were only mm-hmm. like sixty sixty thousand people left, or something. So, to me, the message is, and I'm really serious. What we learned from history is we have to have zero tolerance from the get go. When I I got chill bumps yesterday when I when I when we were watching, and Anthony uh, Dorenzo, to his credit, he was pulling some of the sound during all of these hearings. It was breaking news yesterday morning, and you hear these students from right here, U of Penn, and they're so proud to be here and what it would take to get into that school and dream of the, you know, the American dream and to imagine they're on their college campus and they're being threatened, Mm -hmm. being threatened and hiding right right here. I mean, we can basically see, you know, their campus from our windows here at Odyssey World Headquarters. And I Mm -hmm. think to myself, we have to learn from that history. It really wasn't so long ago. We need to stand up and say zero tolerance and And the last thing I'll say is just until late last night I was at this uh, college counseling huge seminar for my high school age kid and they're talking about getting into college. They put up this graphic since 1948 when we barely had any international students in America Mm -hmm. and now the United States is so proud of the fact that we have well over a million, well over a million international so-called students that Mm -hmm. we, we attract to come here to this country. Yep. All I'm saying is if you have the privilege of coming to this country and you're an international student and you're any part of this intimidation, you're gone. Yep. Out. Thank you. Yep.
1: I don't want to hear about rights. You're gone. I don't want to hear about your visa or temporary, whatever. Get out. Moving
0: on to cut three here. Don just referenced this. This is a UPenn student who held a press conference before the hearings began uh, yesterday. He ripped the university for telling students not to wear symbols of of Judaism and to avoid harassment. So you can't wear like the Star of David because, you know, to avoid harassment. This is cut Mm -hmm. three. Guys, go.
7: For the past three weeks inside Houston Hall, our student center, an anti-Semitic headquarters has been erected with signs spreading Hamas propaganda. The organizers, both pen-affiliated and not, were initially asked to leave as they are trespassing on campus property. Well, three weeks later, they are still sleeping there, and countless Jewish students have been harassed, yet the anti-Semitic dormitory remains. Clearly, both a disregard for school policies and permission to disregard them by a university unwilling to do anything. Not only are tensions palpable, but there have also been materialized actions taken to intimidate and harm students. A bomb threat against Hillel. A swastika spray-painted. The Hillel and Chabad houses vandalized. A professor posting the armed wing of Hamas's logo on Facebook. A Jewish student accosted. Jews are Nazis, etched adjacent to Penn's Jewish fraternity house. Why doesn't the university hold p- the perpetrators of such acts accountable? Is the university fearful that they may offend those who wish to intimidate and harass their fellow students? Penn's ambivalence fuels a crisis that has shattered my academic sanctuary. Policies meant to safeguard us have become hollow promises. And let us be clear, if they fail Jewish students today, tomorrow they will fail the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, I refuse to go back to 1939 when Jews it to hide the religious symbols and hide who they are due to the intimidation and harassment of us. I used to think this was nonsense, fear-mongering, until I was made aware that Penn recommended to students, quote, not wear clothing slash accessories related to Judaism. It's mm. crazy. Oh my god.
1: So hundreds
0: your of posters yep.
7: mocking the yep. hostages featuring cows instead of humans adorned Penn's campus two weeks ago. Well, on my way to class, I was greeted with chalk reading ninety percent of pigs are gas chambered. As a student, what Jesus, my univer- just, despite I what my imagine. university oh says, my I do not feel safe. Let, let me be clear, <laughs> I do not feel safe. Luckily, there are policies in place to protect students from the heinous acts I described. Unluckily, the university seems to have no interest in upholding those very policies. It's time for the soul of our university to reclaim its integrity. And it's time for me and my fellow classmates to stop worrying for our lives. Thank you.
1: The audacity of anybody at the University of Penn to sit there and say you basically should hide. Well, if you want to feel safe or don't advertise what you are. Don't don't show that. Don't don't make it public that you are Jewish. That that takes a lot of temerity. Um, I I would also say this too. I think the the and I'm trying to get into the minds of these these Ivy League institutions and everybody on the left that has immediately tried to defend Hamas and the pro Palestinian movement. It, anytime you bring up anti semitism. They automatically pivot to Islamophobia, mm-hmm. which is like their default, like counter pivot out of not answering what we're actually talking about and addressing, but bringing up another phobia. And I said this in the six o'clock news this morning when Dawn had that story. Um, it's not enough for people to uh, as a big time donor to stop giving money. It won't be enough for enrollment to decline. But these schools, even though they are private, they still get federal funding. The federal government needs to cut them off and stop giving them money. And watch how quick, what, because if you get hit three different ways, then you're like, "Wow, financially, we have really taken <laughs> taken he, a pounding here."
0: Yeah, Dom had a, a mega donor on from UPenn. He did yesterday. That's yep. great. Where he was, you know, saying that he's not going to. But you're right; it, they need to be hit from all different angles yep. in order for it really to affect. Like, what in the absolute f- is going
1: on? on college campuses that this is this is this is insanity it is and what we have learned here with with identity politics and if you believe in the the pyramid of victimization we now know that trans feelings matter more than female rights we also now realize that the liberation of palestine takes that supersedes uh jewish rights so it it's all about who the who the left believes is the more in need of protection over another marginalized community.
0: All we hear about is how is January 6th and this and how is a dark the darkest day in American history and the the way the far left has just destroyed destroyed this country and like what we're doing is like we're we're ripe for a for a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. We're ripe for it because people are just like we've you're you're right. People are just so naive and stupid and just have no idea what's going on and just Mm -hmm. follow along blindly with everything and I just it's it's really scary. Colleges
1: have no longer become about academics. It's about activism and it's about um... Uh, Basically, all of this protest, like, and to your point where they don't even know what they're protesting, and you said the word stupid, and you're right. It is stupid. I mean, nothing embodies stupid more than a trans community member saying trans or queers for Palestine, not even being aware that if they advertised the fact that they were trans or whatever, and they went over to the Middle East, they would be on a wooden log with somebody with a sword over their head. Like, are they aware of that? They, I, I would literally like to say, so you're you're a part of the trans community. Cool, man, live your life. But just so you know, that sign you're holding, if you went over and, and told some of these people from Hamas that you were LGBTQ plus, they'd cut your head off, bro.
0: You know, what's funny is that we, you know, we joke because we say that you know the word woke has jumped the shark, and mm-hmm. and in a lot of ways it has. Uh, the term Ron DeSantis killed it. Yes, uh, but,
4: Florida is where woke goes to die.
0: But the more serious point of it, these woke policies and this woke mind think is 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 exactly what leads to this. Bull crap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like these like the fact that people actually believe like it's it, that history is repeating itself is just is so scary. It is. That's far more scary than January sixth or anything else. Oh, I know. What's happening right now in right in our backyard, right in Philadelphia. Yeah. You know, with them marching towards Goldie's and uh you know what's going on in UPenn and all these other Ivy League schools, it is far more concerning to me than anything. You're,
5: you're else
1: so, you're so spot on. This is a a modernized reboot, and by the way, this is nothing new. With the Arabs and the Jews, have been fighting since the beginning of time. But this and that kid right there from Penn mentioned mm-hmm. 1939. This is a modernized reboot of what really the Holocaust was. Yep. And people are going to try to argue that January 6th was far more detrimental than what's going on now. To yep. your point, Greg, you're, you're accurate.
2: And just an update that the, um, the undergrad who you just played his audio his when he was holding that news conference el Yacoby, as well as the second student at upenn jordan davis after liz mcgill after her testimony they filed a civil rights lawsuit amen and so they are calling for in their civil lawsuit saying it's a civil rights violation type you know lawsuit in that they're calling for upenn to fire the professors,
3: mm-hmm.
2: not just get rid of these students who are doing the you know investigate that, but to fire the professors who in class were shaming Jewish right. students and yeah. and exor- you know exhibiting anti-Semitism. Yeah,
1: all these presidents are going to sit there and say, "Well, we don't condone this." Well, you're not condemning it. That's the problem. Amen. That's A the problem. Freaking men. And hide your religion like this is this this is this is germany well that's what it, they that's what it, they told is... that's what they told riley Gaines and these female swimmers don't speak up about it yes yeah, so oh what my if God. We, if you speak up about it it could be difficult for you
0: what's so frustrating what's so frustrating is that our damn media is going to spend all day today uh, debating Trump joking about being a dictator.
4: Mm-hmm. They're literally right.
0: joking. They're going to spend all day debating it and, and how our democracy is in peril because he made some dumb joke. Yeah, And this is going on, and we're not going to hear a peep about this. Yeah,
1: Trump's a dictator because he wants to secure the border and drill baby drill. That makes him a dictator. Okay, cool. Uh,
0: I'm sorry. This is, just, I just... Oh, hearing, it gets better. It gets hearing better this when do we get to just, Harvard. Hearing this is just, it, it just makes my blood boil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to move on to cut seven here, uh, guys. <laughs> this is, this is, this is a little lighter topic, but, uh, you, Penn President, defending paying... You know, we talked yesterday, because we played the clip, I think, earlier in the week of Joe Biden said that he was a professor at University of Pennsylvania, which obviously we know is a complete lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was paid $400,000 and, uh... Th- they were asking why like like what did he do to deserve this 400 grand what what were his achievements what did he do did he teach a class and eh, this was the answer cut seven guys go count for
3: it
2: Ms. mcgill as president of upenn can you give us some insight into why joe biden was paid almost a million dollars by upenn what were his responsibilities
3: when he is at upenn did he teach a class I appreciate the question. Uh, President Biden was a professor of practice at University of Pennsylvania for a little over two years. My understanding is that his salary was $400,000 a year. Mm-hmm. We also had uh, Mr. Jeb Bush as a professor of practice at University of Pennsylvania. Wow. Too low energy, uh, President <laughs> Biden had a wide variety of uh, uh Obligations. He was in what many obligations different classes.
8: Exactly, did he have?
3: He was. He held seminars. He was in many different classes. He interacted with thousands of students over the time he was there. Mm-hmm. He invited uh, speakers. The goal of the center was to enhance. For
2: four hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> anonymous student, uh, anonymous Chinese donations poured into UPenn. After your university hired Joe Biden, and he appeared to have a no-show job the house oversight
3: committee is going to get to the bottom of this and i yield the remainder of my time to
1: wow so basically joe was virtual before virtual (laughs) became a (laughs) thing. joe was a remote employee before the (laughs) pandemic (laughs) what a stat i mean 400 grand a year for two years so he makes about eight hundred thousand dollars and he might have held a seminar or a little gathering. He actually never walked down those lecture hall stairs and sat in front of 85 students and, and actually put on a, a class for 90 minutes or anything. And then, oh, by the way, the funding for it comes from China? Mm, how about that?
0: I got to say this, too. A little fishy. I'm going to sound like a dictator when I say this, but I don't care. Well, you I, are a dictator. I, actually. I feel like. Um,
1: you're, more a, you're more of a dictator than Trump. Uh, way more. Um,
0: I feel like we just we need to break up these Ivy League schools. Yeah. Honestly, honest to God, like no 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 right. good comes out of it. They have no a stranglehold on of stupid.
1: It. They really do.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep. I gotta actually and, take a look at that. How many
1: how many schools are in the Ivy League conference? I
0: and think. it's always the people that graduate from there that end up making the decisions for us, regular people.
1: So are you saying Matt Desantis will eventually be brand manager yeah. here at twelve ten?
0: Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. My <laughs> days are numbered here. <laughs>
2: But that's the shame of it, that these are, you know, By and that's why we heard the, the Penn students testifying yesterday. I mean, here they are in their senior year of school, mm-hmm. and there, there's a piece of it where most of the professors and most of this education is wonderful and incredible and a blessing. But it is only, it though. I think it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe if you're going for to become a doctor or a lawyer. But do you go to the Ivy League uh, to become a teacher? Probably not. Social get worker. Higher degrees. I mean, I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe to get a doctorate's degree, but like your bachelor, like who goes to who would want to go to an Ivy League school for their bachelor unless they know that you're one day God. they're going to be making like you know four or five hundred grand a year. Like, I mean, you're going to be in debt out of your butt for what, like sixty thousand dollars a year?
2: <laughs> well, I think a lot of them get you know, it, a lot of them get financial aid in other ways, or maybe they're wealthy. Yeah, but yeah, I I do think these schools, by and large. Um, the way I think they are a wonderful pathway to education, depending on what you want to do. So I'm not putting that down. I'm just saying that it only takes a few. Think about th- these professors who were in class doing this, allegedly um, making anti-Semitic comments mm-hmm. and intimidating Jewish students. It's awful. They should be fired. Totally. That that's just that's a civil. No other group that you could do that to.
1: Yeah. The eight institutions of the Ivy League, Brown University, Columbia, Cornell, Dartmouth, Harvard... UPenn, Princeton, break them all Yale. Up. Break them all up. I agree. Well, what, do we need, bro- what does we that know. mean, we, break we, them up? We, we need, Lord, what does that mean? We need more doers. Bre- so it. you're saying break up like their collective think? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need
0: more doers and less uh, people at uh, Harvard and uh, yeah. and uh, UPenn. You mean like that's, these, that's ac- what we these need.
1: academic people that just spend their entire... Co- yeah. Like, so, so, if you think about it, honestly, some of those professors haven't left the campus life in 40 or 50 years they're all sheltered they start going yep. to college yep. and they never leave amen. because they become
0: professors amen to that i just i feel like we need more people that build stuff yeah and do things and contribute to society rather than a bunch of you know all these guys all of these ivy league schools seem to bring out our, our lawyers which we need less of yeah. judges which we need less of right you know what I mean? So, so like, I'm, 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 I just yeah. Why do we need judges if we're not going to put people in jail anyway? <laughs> right? We should start <laughs> deepening politi- the judges and and politicians, which we also need less of.
1: My sister says uh, her boss went to U Penn and then got his uh, uh, MBA at Michigan. Double woke. Mm. Oh man!
2: But you forget. I mean, Donald J. Trump went to the Wharton Business School. He Did, and it's an incredible. And I know people. I have friends who, who you know went to Wharton. So. I think that it's known in general, a lot of these Ivy League schools, you know, think about the fact that they were the inventors of the RNA research and they do a lot of medical research. So I think there is innovation that happens on these campuses. I'm not... I don't wanna
1: paint with a broad brush. I'm saying that they I need know. to do some house cleaning. Yeah, I'm not against some of the you know, their doctors or to your point some of these researchers with science and stuff like that, but some of the my my biggest problem with the Ivy League is the one way street of thought. Because we were told college is where you gain your critical thinking skills. They don't give you critical thinking skills. They don't debate anymore in college. It's either have a left wing view or you shut the hell up. Unless, unless you want to be pro Hamas, then you could say death to Israel.
0: The problem, the problem that I have is, is that yes, we we do need more doctors. We do, we do need more scientists. I'm I'm all for that. I think that you know there should be schools, medical schools, and you know whatever. <laughs> S- scientist schools, whatever they're called. Scientists. I want to be a scientist. I'm, I'm all for that. But these these Ivy League, Harvard and UPenn and all that. They're, all they seem to be are breeding grounds for this 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 this, this woke anti capitalist nonsense. I think
1: they're a breeding ground for hate.
2: Yes. Elon Musk is probably one of the most famous UPenn of, U of alums. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk. I wonder if he.
0: In all seriousness, I wonder if these guys look back, Trump, Elon Musk, and all this stuff, and really feel like their time... Yeah, because that's what you did. You know, if you wanted to be rich and successful, you went to these Ivy League schools. I understand. But I wonder if they look back and feel like they actually gained anything from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or if Trump and Elon Musk had had bypassed all that, just gone right out of school and started innovating because they're both brilliant guys. So... Started innovating and gotten a head start on it instead of wasting four, five, six, whatever it is
1: years. Think about the path that we were once told compared to what the path is today. So, back in the 60s or 70s or 80s, it's hey, get to an Ivy League school yep. and you know, make six figures. Now it's uh, create a TikTok account <laughs> and become a millionaire.
0: Uh, let's go, let's move on to Harvard, shall we? Uh, the Harvard president, Claudine Gay. Oh, this was epic, man. She got roasted. Elise Stefanik grilled her about uh, students calling for intifada on campus. Uh, she wouldn't answer the question. Cut two guys.
2: Go. You're recognized for five minutes.
9: Dr. Gay, a Harvard student calling for the mass murder of African Americans is not protected free speech at Harvard, correct? Thank you. <laughs> Our commitment to It's free a yes speech. or no question. Is that corrected? <laughs> is that okay for students to call for the mass murder of African-Americans at Harvard? Is that protected free speech? Our commitment to free speech It's a yes or no question. Let me ask you this. You are president of Harvard, so I assume you're familiar with the term intifada, correct?
8: I've heard that term, yes.
9: And you understand that the use of the term intifada in the context of the Israeli-Arab conflict is indeed a call for violent armed resistance against the state of Israel, including violence against civilians and the genocide of Jews. Are you aware of that? That type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. And there have been multiple marches at Harvard with students chanting, quote, there is only one solution, intifada revolution, and quote, globalize the intifada. Is that correct?
8: I've heard that thoughtless, reckless, and hateful language on our campus, yes.
9: So based upon your testimony, you understand that this call for intifada is to commit genocide against the Jewish people in Israel and globally, correct? I will say again,
8: that type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. Mm. Do
9: you believe that type of hateful speech is contrary to harvard's code of conduct or is it allowed at harvard it is at odds with the values of harvard can you not say here that it is against the code of conduct at harvard
1: well they backed themselves we embrace a commitment
8: to free expression even Mm. of views that are objectionable offensive hateful it's when that speech crosses into conduct that violates
9: our policies against bullying, harassment, and Does that speech not cross that barrier? Does that speech not call for the genocide of Jews and the elimination of Israel? You testify that you understand that is the definition of intifada. Is that speech according to the code of conduct or not?
8: We embrace a commitment to free expression and give a wide berth to free expression even of views that are objectionable.
9: You and I both know that's not the case. You were aware that Harvard ranked dead last when it came to free speech. Are you not (laughs) aware of that report? Boom. As I observed earlier, I reject that characterization. It's the of data our shows it's true. And isn't it true that Harvard previously rescinded multiple offers of admissions for applicants and accepted freshmen for sharing offensive memes, uh, racist statements, oh, not sometimes memes. as young as 16 <laughs> years old? Did Harvard not rescind those offers of admission?
8: That long predates my time as president. Yeah, but you understand why Harvard
9: made that decision to rescind those offers of admission. What
8: a dope.
1: Oh, the
9: memes, I the I have memes. no reason
8: to contradict the facts as you present them. Correct, Gifts. because
9: it's a fact. You're also aware that a Winthrop House faculty dean was let go over he, over who he chose to legally represent, correct? That was while you were dean.
8: That is an incorrect characterization of what transpired. What's the
9: characterization? What a
1: robot she is. I'm not
9: going to get into details about a personnel matter. Well, let me ask you this. Will admissions offers be rescinded or any disciplinary action be taken against students or applicants who say, from the river to the sea or intifada, advocating for the murder of Jews?
8: As I've said... That type of hateful, (laughs) reckless, offensive speech is personally abhorrent to me.
9: I today that no action will be taken. What action will be taken?
8: When speech crosses into conduct that violates our policies, including policies against bullying, harassment, or intimidation.
1: All right, folks. What you just listened to and witnessed was uh, Elise Stefanik, thirty-nine-year-old Republican from New York, body bagging Claudine Gay. <laughs> that is, uh, you know, I thought once uh, Lori Lightfoot left the uh, city of Chicago as mayor and mm-hmm. became a professor at Harvard that she might be the most unimpressive Harvard employee. Until I actually heard Claudine Gay reading a prepared statement like a robot. Uh, again, remember yesterday we were talking about Trump VP options, and I mentioned Elise Stefanik, mm-hmm. Lake Placid, Glen's Falls, New York. Uh, that was a total roast right there.
2: and she's a Harvard alum, oh, which is why, yeah, which is why that. it's significant that she was doing that. And to your point, it would be different if Harvard was known for just allowing free speech. <laughs> exactly, you know what I mean? Exactly. Then they that, they would have an argument here that hey, if anything goes. You can that, say whatever you want. That was that was
0: when I first saw banks uh, uh, questioning UPenn's professor about Roger Waters and all this stuff. My first thought was like, well, like people have a right to speak, mm-hmm. and you know. But then when I heard that that they rescinded offers for this person and wouldn't allow this person to speak, mm-hmm. and wouldn't do this,
1: it's like well, where's the where's the consistency? Y- thank you. So you can get admitted to Harvard and spew hate speech in favor of Hamas. Yet you will get denied your application over certain memes and gifts. They'll Douglas Mackey you. It's basically mm-hmm. what they'll do. Yeah. And by the way, too, Lee Stefanik, Glens Falls. It's the home of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Okay, here we go. My lord. And uh, Lake Placid, great alligator movie. Remember that movie? <laughs> Nick with his
2: facts. You're adorable.
1: Nick with his facts. <laughs> um, okay, uh, break up all
0: Ivy leagues and close the borders. I agree. That's my. That's 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 what I'm running on in 2024.
1: Yeah, and Great. don't and don't let them play football anymore either. Get them out. <laughs> <laughs> At it with them.
0: All right. Uh, before we get to Bruno, I want to get. I want to move on to uh, Trump's town hall last night in Davenport, Iowa. Iowa with a Sean Hannity. Uh, this is the quote that is going that has already been making the rounds. If you've been watching MSNBC this morning, it's like democracies on the ballot. democracy's on the line because of what he said here <laughs> uh, talking about retribution. You know, will you have retribution and, uh, you know, being a dictator and all this nonsense? Cut 10 guys
6: go we almost have to go to a break. I want to go back to this one issue though because the media has been focused on this and attacking you yeah. under no circumstances. You are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except Look, for
5: he's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning I want to close the border and I
6: want to drill. That's drill, not that's drill. that's not oh, no. that's not retribution. <laughs> I
5: got. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be, you know, he keeps We love this guy. He says, You're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, No, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border. With drilling 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 after that i'm not a dictator so that, okay. <laughs> that, that sounds
6: to me like you're going back to the policies when you were president <laughs> all right exactly take a break right. just getting started
1: we're in beautiful da- and now folks you see why joe has to run because he's got to prevent trump from becoming a dictator for a second stint
0: <laughs> that is i'm i'm telling you that is what is going to make all the headlines today
1: mm-hmm. that well, that quote wait though we have
2: the Person of the Year. Times Person of the Year. Did you say this? Uh-oh, oh, wait. God. Hang on, hang Just on. Just announced. Oh, Are you going to make
1: an announcement here you at know, 820? If I, if I think it is who it is, I'm leaving America. All right, wait, wait. wait. Let's
0: all, let's, it's, so my guess was the, uh, the Hollywood writers. Your, Your guess movie? was? My guess
1: was the Barbie movie. The Barbie movie. Which mine I was? that could be the Person of the Year because it's
2: a movie, but. And mine was Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift yes. and I'm right.
0: Uh, Taylor Swift is the, Dawn, time, you better keep your mouth the time person of the year. How about and, it? And your thought your thought process was brilliant, brilliant about it because, because it's marketing. Of course. <laughs> you went Swifties to buy Time Magazine. Nobody has Time Magazine. Nobody knows where to get it.
1: So her concert shows up in movie theaters. She shows up on my football television every week with Travis Kelsey. And she signs up 35,000 new Democrats. <laughs> You know, my daughter's asked for anything for Taylor Swift for Christmas. They're getting an emphatic no.
3: Oh.
2: <laughs> you say that like you're all tough. I'm
1: not. But
2: we know He's you're not. a softy daddy. Very soft. You took your you were exhausted. You, yeah. you bought those tickets. Nick,
1: hands on dad.
2: And Taylor Swift, I think, is credited.
1: Let's rank the dads. Which- <laughs> Joe Biden, Donald Trump, and <laughs> Nick Who's the best dad? I think we should you took
2: you took your, you know, wife who you guys were kind of on the rocks there. Yeah, I credit Taylor Swift with reuniting, and it feels so good.
1: I credit, I, I credit myself and nobody <laughs> other than myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Phil has a uh, poll question up right now on uh, YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210 WPHD. Taylor Swift is the person of the year. Are you A-OK with it? B, hate it. Or C, want to leave the country now. (laughs) I'm going to put in, want to leave the country now. Or
1: D, it doesn't matter. Yeah, there we go. There
0: you you go. YouTube.com slash at 1210 WPHT. Well, what what I was teasing in the 8 o'clock or the 6 o'clock hour that I think should be making uh, bigger headlines than him joking about being a dictator is whether he thinks – this is uh, Donald Trump now – whether he thinks that Biden will be the nominee – Hmm. that he faces in 2024 uh, cut 10 here uh, Phil go
6: you almost have to go to a break I want to go back to this one issue though because the media has been focused on this and attacking you yeah. under no circumstances you are promising America tonight you would never abuse power as retribution against anybody except for day one except oh the- wait wait
0: wait I'm sorry we played this already that was my fault
1: wrong clip you that's and right. I were
0: talking yeah that's right <laughs> you and I were talking and I played the wrong clip
1: yeah we had to get the father of the year <laughs> and Tony Bruno's actually the best dad alright
0: okay oh, let's yeah. start let's start again guys Okay, Phil I apologize for this cut 11 now go
6: prominent Democratic voices like Maureen Dowd and, and David Axelrod and Van Jones and others are so critical of Joe Biden and of course he is struggling cognitively I can't think of in the last couple of months, any appearance that he has had where he wasn't either mumbling or bumbling or stumbling or having no clue where to go, where to exit. Now, my question is, do you think in 11 months he will be their candidate? I personally don't think he makes it,
5: okay? Having said that, I'm saving it for this big town hall. I've never really, I personally don't think he makes it. I think he's in bad shape physically. Do you remember when he said, I'd like to take him behind the barn? If he took me behind the barn and I went like this,
4: <laughs> I believe he'd fall
5: over. I believe he'd fall over. And who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But but it was okay. And by the way, it was okay for him to say that he said, I'd like to take him behind the... He could say that and everyone thought it was so cute. If I ever said it, they'd say... He's a dictator. He's a horrible human being. You know, it's a whole standard we have. in not only in the law, but just about everything else, as you know very well. Um, I personally don't think he makes it physically. I watched him at the beach. He wasn't able to lift a beach chair, which is meant for children to lift. You can lift him like that. Uh, and mentally, I would say he's possibly equally as bad and maybe worse. But I don't know. I will say this. He's got vicious people surrounding him around that beautiful Oval Office. There are people in that Oval who, Office that are evil people, bad people, smart people, young, vicious. They're communists and they're bad. Who,
6: they're, who do you think would replace them then?
5: Uh, well, I saw one person on who I actually had a very good relationship with, but I'm sure that it would end very quickly. I saw him in your debate the other night and he's slick, but he's got no facts. You know, ah, he's got Gavin. no facts. Ah. Uh, I thought he did well. Considering, You're talking about Gavin Newsom. Yeah, considering that he didn't have the facts i thought he did well you know he said (laughs) we have the lowest taxes in the country
1: we have the cleanest streets in the country with so he had no facts uh but he apparently did well according to trump so trump does not think that joe will make it
0: that's uh, in my opinion that that's the thing that makes the most news
1: as far as what
0: is that trump doesn't think biden's gonna be the nominee
1: I mean, I, I, I still think if Joe's breathing, he will be the guy. Um, the, the the Newsom thing will be interesting because you, you see, even though he said he didn't have any facts, Trump said he thought Newsom did well, um, which I think Trump has to be very careful there because he doesn't want to sit there and say Hannity mm-hmm. or uh, DeSantis did well because he's competing against DeSantis in theory for the primary nomination. So,
0: Do you think so? Do you think that was his...
1: I mean, he doesn't want to give DeSantis any credit, so yeah. he's going to butter up a little bit for Newsom because I think he knows it. I mean, you know, if DeSantis crushed Newsom in a debate, which I think he did, and then Trump would obviously do the same thing as well. There's nobody on the left that can debate Trump. All right. Coming up next, uh, we will get to Tony Bruno live from the great state of Florida. A lot of things to discuss with Tony Bruno, including the latest with the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, who now has allocated a million dollars in his budget for uh, potential lawsuits with the Florida State Seminoles (laughs) and the College Football Playoff (laughs) Committee. We'll get to that story, amongst many other things, including Eagles-Cowboys Week and much more with Tony Bruno. But first, let me tell you about my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. One of the many reasons I love working with and doing business with the Piazza Auto Group is the extensive inventory they provide, and they actually teach me about the products. Unlike Joe Biden at UPenn not teaching anybody anything, Piazza is always educating me on some of the newest things that they have at their fingertips. And I stopped by their Hyundai of Westchester location on Route 202. This was right before Halloween. And I was introduced to the 2024 Hyundai Ionic 5. What a beautiful vehicle. And it is super powerful. It's a fully electric SUV. It's the Motor Trend SUV of the Year with 300 and 20 horsepower, and also a 300-mile range with the battery. You can take advantage of a complimentary home charger and up to a $600 installation credit with a purchase or lease at Piazza Hyundai of Westchester. Also, check out their location in Pottstown or shop online, piazzaautogroup.com.
0: Start your day with Kale and Company,
8: weekday mornings, 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.